check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. gentlemen boys and girls we are back the turkey is almost digested and i think everyone's getting their tree already getting their lights up because you know what no one's got anything else better to do but you know what you can do right now is continue to listen to this fire podcast welcome back to the complicies podcast me and mark are here again episode number 90 let's get into it on the comic book side this week we have plenty plenty of books to preview because over the last two weeks your boy didn't get a stack so he picked up 19 goddamn books today. Super Nintendo World in Japan. Disney is laying off a lot more people come 2021. And another CW show is ending after its next season. Over on the sports side, we have a lot of NFL to talk about. Shoot, week 12 just ended right now. And we'll get into week 13. Some EPL and Champions League action. And does Nate Robinson really deserve the hate that he's getting right now? All that and more on a brand new episode of the Common Boogies podcast. Let's do it. And we're back with the Common Boogies podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Episode 90. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today, Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020, is New Comic Book Day. Go over there and get your stack ready. Um, I got a big-ass stack, but uh, Mark, how was your Thanksgiving? You know, how was the whole holiday weekend? How are you, sir? Long time no see. What is up, brother? I miss you, man. You was out yeah, there. Sure. So I know you was out there in SoCal uh, mm-hmm, most of yeah. the week and everything. So uh, you have, I, I know it was family bonding time as well, because I can kind of tell that, Sean, you and I, are, our text thread was a little bit more dry this week, which I think in a way is kind of cool. We got to you got to be down there in SoCal with your family. And, you know, I mm-hmm. we did our own thing. So we don't always got to be 24 seven on each other, trying to think of ideas for the podcast and making each other laugh and whatnot. But nonetheless, here we are again, brother, episode 90. We're getting into like pretty much my favorite era. Uh, I wish I always say, take us back to the 90s when things were like kind of, we're still cool. You know, we had the pages on our hip. We we weren't dealing with cell phones yet. The technology wasn't all there. Social media wasn't just screwing everything up and whatnot. But yeah, man, uh, here we are, uh, December. We got a couple, what, three and a half weeks pretty much left in this month uh, to get yep. this damn year over with. 2020, that un- that started off with the unfortunate uh, death of Kobe Bryant. <laughs> that seems like how far long ago out of all this seems shit like, we've done. Seems like years ago now. Seems like years ago, man. But that's how this shitty ass year started off. But here we are, man. Sean's not with us uh, this week. Uh, but he's handling some stuff. He'll be back next week, and he's doing good for all the comic bookie fans out there that miss Sean. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, brother, how you been? How was the drive to Temecula and and whatnot? 
I mean, it was cool. Um, we left, you know, super early in the morning on what Sunday, I think it was. Unfortunately, we, we've unfortunately found out that my daughter is, you know, she does get car sick because, you know, a couple years ago we went down there and then she kind of, you know, violently vomited, you know, um, on the way back. And we're like, oh, maybe it's just a one off thing. You know, she could have had some some milk that didn't sit well or whatever. But man, this time again, it was just so random. She's sitting in her seat, just, you know, calm as can be kind of in and out of sleep. And then how, she just far, starts... how, how far down the five? You talking like an hour into the ride? Are we already at, uh, no, are we already by Harris Ranch or what? What are we doing? No, we're an hour and a half away from my family's house. We're on 210 going through Pasadena. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're almost there. So she's like, starts freaking out, like, "Oh, daddy, I'd like, I need out of my seat." And we're like, "Oh, it's okay, it's okay." We're like, "We're almost there, we're almost there." And then she starts coughing, and then bleh, all over the place. We're like, no. So thank God we we're like right by an exit. Pull off the uh, exit. We're we're like right by this little park. Park in the parking lot. After we clean her up, she seems fine. You know, like she's there's nothing else wrong with her. It's just like something doesn't sit well. Um, I think it's my fault because there's some stupid ass holiday construction going on the freeway. So like Waze took me off the freeway for like five miles. But the road that it took me on was hella windy. So maybe that kind of messed with her, you know, like just kind of going left, right, you know, going through like, you know, Watkins Glen and stuff. But, you know, I think <laughs> I think that's what messed with her. But all in all, it was pretty cool. It usually takes me about five and a half, six hours to get down there. Both there and back took us eight. You know, we had to make, you know, three or stop it. Like you're not, three. you're not, stop it. I'm, yeah. t- you're not taking, I know, trust me, I know. You're not doing five, you're not to Temecula. I usually do five and a half, six hours to dip into like the north side of like Los Angeles, but you're going down to like the Riverside area, aren't you? I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, I, so I hit L.A. like after Magic Mountain, you hit L.A. and then and like right there is 210 10. and it's an hour and a half from there. Five and 210 down. Yeah, because 210 takes you on the north side up there by the mountains through Rancho Cucamonga and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then and then I hit and I hit 15 south. So right where Barstow is, you go north. I go south towards San Diego. So yeah, that's I'd say even me, I couldn't do that in five and a half hours with no kids. You got two kids now, bro. I mean, that's taking you <laughs> at least a, that's a that's a Vegas drive down to Temecula now, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I'm, 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 I, but I'm I was fortunate because we left at like 3 a.m. Or no, no, I'm sorry, we left at 4 a.m. So the kids are like you know, up, but then they easily go back down to sleep. So that first like four hours, like they, neither of them like really woke up and had to um, get off the freeway until right before the grapevine. So the first like, you know, three and a half hours is like smooth. And remember, I'm like 40 minutes shorter than you now because I live kind of on the way. Oh, you're right by the five. That's awesome now. Right there. Yeah. yeah. But I I would say, honestly, uh, for my educated whatever opinion, that doesn't matter at all. But I'd probably Mm -hmm. say that it was probably that Waze app that kind of messed up your daughter, uh, MMB, because I'd say that if if she was good for pretty much like uh, seven eighths of the trip and it's about an hour ago and now she's getting messed up. I I don't know if I could say it's car sickness, man. I'd say (laughs) I'd say it's probably just too many hours in the car, maybe something she ate and then daddy taking her up. on on the ringer around the on the roller coaster through ways dude i just stick the course when i go man you were trying to cut yourself 20 minutes and now you got kid barf all over your (laughs) your i know but but luckily it like most of it landed on her like little pajama onesie so like it was just a little bit on her straps of her car seat and that was pretty much it but i was like oh my god so you imagine if we didn't have to deal with that we would have gotten down there in seven hours 
Right. That was a whole hour detour because we kind of stopped and let her relax, fed the baby, and then just kind of just let her, are you okay? You good to go? And then we changed her and then left. But that was like an hour stop. So, yeah, dude, like it would have only been like seven hours down there. But, yeah, no, the but, week, but the week was cool. We just chilled, stayed at the house the whole time, didn't go out at all because there was nothing to do anyways. But I'm really glad that a lot of my family got to meet my son. My brother was here or was over there, so he got to meet my son too, his nephew. And yeah, it was a really chill. I had like a nice, you know, safe, you know, dinner and stuff. We um, And then we just went home and we're all good. I mean, it's all bonding time. It might have took you a couple extra hours to get there, but those are experiences that you look back and you think about days later because I'll admit, man, we actually have a funny story. I'll say it real quick before we get into our comics and sports discussion for this week of the first Mm -hmm. year of December. But it was pretty funny one time when me and my now wife went down there and, you know, we were uh, engaged and Actually, I we were engaged, I believe, and we went down there for the Fontana race because I've actually been to three, four Fontana races, right? I've been down there the first time in 07. Then I went with you guys and uh, Sean. Then I've been with Patty uh, and, and Alex and then my wife yeah, four times. So the one time I went there solo with my now wife and I was just kind of exploring L.A., right? And I'm like, oh, damn, the Angel Stadium. So I pull into the Angel Stadium and I drive and I see like that stupid little red hat that they got right in the front. <laughs> you know, so you're shaking. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. right? So I pull up in the parking lot. We just like drive around and we just stop and park real quick. And I, I there must have been like some other couple doing the same thing. And they had kids and they pull into the parking lot. And I don't know why, like. For some reason, they were like five, six cars, like spots away from us. And you're talking about it's an empty parking lot. There was no game going on. So it's a huge parking lot. And I'm sitting there. I don't know what I was doing. I might have been uh, getting a, uh, having a little bit of extra curricular uh, activity <laughs> going on <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right after they uh, might have passed some certain uh, legalization laws out here in California. But um nonetheless this couple pulls up next to us they got a kid we don't have a kid yet and they, they're just changing the kid's diaper in the parking lot and <laughs> it's comedy because until this day we still joke around it because i think they just like wrapped up the diaper in a bag and like left the shitty diaper in the parking lot and i took a picture of it because me and my wife were just we're just we're, my fiance, we're just cracking up at the time we're like dude they just changed the kid's diaper left the diaper right and i took the picture yep. right and dude so when I have when we have our daughter, like three f- years later, we're coming down from Tahoe, Reno, from visiting her dad up there in the Sierras. And we're coming back and we have to stop like somewhere in Vallejo, right, to change the kid's diaper. And here I am. My wife is hanging out the side of the back of the car with the door open, doing the exact same thing that I remember at Angel Stadium. And I snap a picture of her. I'm like, this is exactly what happened to us. Now we're the ones changing the shitty diapers. Yeah, dude, it's just crazy. And all I mean, it might have like I just kept going back to what I'm saying. It might have taken an extra hour or whatnot. But with your family, brother, those are just like experiences that. Uh, uh, you just you you just don't want to forget or regret or leave behind because that's what makes your life you know it's just experiences with your family and your kids and your loved ones like that man so congratulations well, i'm glad you had a safe trip and it well, was fun you. got to see your family and uh you're safe and you're back to host our our podcast man yeah dude well at least when you change the kids diaper out the back or out the side door at least you're not getting stung by a bee oh 
that's... because we because that <laughs> on our way back we had to stop off at Harris Ranch. That was like the next exit, you know, because you know our daughter was like, oh, I went to the bathroom, whatever. So we pull over. I got the the trunk up, changing her diaper, and I feel a little prick on my neck. I'm like, oh, what the hell? What was that? Like, I, you know, I had only ever been stung once on my finger and like all the nerve endings. Like you knew when you got stung on your finger. I was like, ah, oh, what was that? What the hell? And then I start yelling like F, F. And like I was like, oh, my God, because it started like, you know, the throbbing pain. I was like, shit, what was that? And then my wife's got my got our son, you know, like on her boob. And then I got my daughter and I'm like, there's like three other bees. She's got no diaper on. I'm, I, I have her little pink sweats in the parking lot of Harris Ranch restaurant. And I'm swiping at these freaking bees. People are probably thinking of me like murder. Hornets. Guy? Yeah, exactly. He's like, what the hell is this guy doing? Do I need to call CPS? Like, what the hell is he doing to his kid? Right. He's like cussing around his kids. So I was like, what? So that that was a little cherry on top to my to my drive home. I was like, God damn. But all in all, I, a great week. I've never gotten stung by a bee. It's crazy. Uh, I, does it really throb that hard, brother? Um, it, it actually wasn't as bad as, as you thought. So my wife, she gets out of the car. She uh, scratches the stinger off of my neck because oh. it's still because it's still in there. And, you know, they always tell you, don't squeeze it. Don't pinch it out because you just kind of inject yourself with more of the venom or whatever the bees have. So she scratches it off and then it's cool. Like I can even get in the car and drive home. But then like two, three days later, like right now, like I can feel it. And it's like when I try to stretch my neck out, it like it's sore now, oh. you know, but it's just sore. That's crazy. So, so that, all in I all, mean, it's not that bad. Because I, I remember one time I was driving and the, my, my my buddy was in my truck and we were at a stoplight and all of a sudden he I'm sitting there and he's like, ah, ah, ah. I'm like, he's like, I just got stung. And I look in the back in the cab where the like the back seats are and there's like a dead bee just like dead, like floating around. <laughs> yep. I'm like, dude, you that it just came in the truck and just literally stung you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's my blood type or if there's a certain like uh whatever i let out from my skin but i've never gotten stung bro never yeah, th- yeah this little bastard I, I i didn't even feel him crawling on my neck or anything i think he just kamikaze me just like just like smack dab in my neck so so that was well, so R.I.P. Right, he gave that little that little b gave up his life for you at harris ranch off the highway five his last resting spot so uh, i hope you were i hope you were worth it michael i know i hope he had a steak before he went out too <laughs> because hey because i'll tell you what after he went out he probably looked uh after he stung you i'm pretty sure he was laying there like nate robinson was on saturday night <laughs> oh my god exactly <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Nate Robinson's next in sports, but yeah, so comics this week, let's get into it. The new books this week that came out on new comic book day, uh, on the DC side, we have Batman 104, Strange Adventures 7, DC Stead Planet number six of seven. So only one more issue there. Batman Catwoman number one starts, buddy. And then this Endless Winter event starts. So Justice League Endless Winter number one comes out today. Over on the Marvel side, we have Thor 10, Daredevil 25, Mark, you have Miles Morales, Spider-Man 21, Savage Avengers 15, and also the new um, event from Marvel, King in Black, number one, comes out today. Some other smaller publishers, Image, That Texas Blood, number six, and Unearth 8. Dark Horse, we have Spy Island, number four. Aftershock, you have Miles to Go, number three, and Red Atlantis, number two. And then AWA, I'm not sure if you picked it up this week, but I picked up Erratic, number one. So, dude, well, you so did I picked that one up. I've been seeing a lot of, uh, I've mm-hmm. been seeing a lot of like previews for that one, actually. Yeah. So, you know, like I, t- I told you in pre production, I was like, you know what? 
if something that's an ongoing series, like I don't know if it's going to be between 12 and 100 issues, if it really catches my eye, I'll go ahead and grab it. But for now, I'm just trying to keep it chill. You know, I picked up damn near – I picked up 19 books today over the last two weeks. I picked like 12 and 7, you know. I'm just going to keep it chill with like the four or five-issue miniseries. Um, so that so that Erratic One is like a five-issue miniseries. Um, but yeah, so I was not not able to pick up my books last week. So I picked up, yeah, like I said, 19 books today. Um, is there anything that you're excited for this week? Um, we can also talk about some books. I did get to read Scumbag, number two, um, from two <laughs> weeks ago. That's the only book I was able to read. But I do have a bunch of books from like three Wednesdays ago if you'd like to get into those. I love how that's your first book that you choose to read after picking up 19 brand new ones after taking a week off. And then yeah, you, you go straight to Scumbag. Yep, I know. Ray, There's... Ernie Clementine. Yep, <laughs> you go straight exactly. To that piece of crap, dude. <laughs> Guy's I actually, great. I don't know if you have a system of like order or whatever, but like my detective, action, Batman, Superman, Flash, those are usually towards the end of my stack, and like all of like the mini series, I usually you know read first. So Scumbag, you know, it's a fairly new series, and 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 but you said like, oh, dude, uh, Scumbag was raw. And so I was like, all right, fine, I guess I'll read that, you know, so we can talk about it this week. But did you love it? I mean, oh, dude, it's the best. It's dude, the best. He, he, he talks about he talks about his dick. He's talking about he's talking about he wants to get that fun box, but not that fun box. You know what I'm saying? Dude, this guy, he's just like, dude, he's great, dude. But like, they um, need to make a movie. Uh, uh, they need to make a movie. But like, who would play? But Ernie you know Ray, what? Who would play Ernie Ray Clementine? But this is why I think sometimes that the reason why I like this book so much is because I've kind of seen this character before. You know what I mean? I've seen this character before, but this is just, you know, this is Rick Remender and Andrew Robinson's, the writer and artist from Image that are creating this book, The Scumbag. We're on issue number two. If any of you comic bookie fans out there want to still pick it up or pick up the trade, I don't know if it's I think it's going to be a six, five or six issue series. But I, I did mean, see I did see in previews that I think issue five or six is the end of the first arc, which is coming out in February. Okay, so it's gonna be more. It's gonna be. I think it's an not ongoing mini series. I think it might be an ongoing series because because all it said was end of story arc. So okay, which is, so which is after five or six issues. Yep. So this is actually something that I was gonna bring up late later on in the conversation, Mike. But now that you kind of pointed to it, I think I can bring it up now. Now that you said, it, you know, it's kind of the end of the arc because I'm going to go back to another AWA book here, which is Devil's Highway. Mm-hmm. This I thought it was going to end because it says AWA Upshot by Benjamin Percy Bent, Brent, sorry, Brent Schoonover. Um, but it's a pretty good book that I've actually really, really enjoyed to tell you the truth. It's about uh this chick, uh, her dad's a trucker. He dies pretty much because he's trying to help um, pretty much. Let, let's let's be honest here. She's a hooker, right? Like a prostitute mm-hmm. that goes to like um, the truck stops in a certain, you know, in, during around the country and like looks for all these truckers and, you know, gets paid whatever they do. But uh, and this guy that's pretty much just out there, you know, just serial killing uh women for fun just to like put his stamp on them i guess uh her dad tries to protect one of them he gets killed and the long story short she goes on looking for him and i thought that it was going to be five of five but when it ends it pretty much says like to be continued and it ends with her saying well it's not over because you know he's still out or we might have got him but it's a whole like 
sex trafficking type of ring. Like it wasn't just the guy that killed the dad and is in that area of the of the country. There's actually like a whole cult like in all these different cities of these truckers that are. At, so, I mean, it's a cool book. I mean, I really enjoyed it, but I thought it was going to be a miniseries five out of five. But can, but I guess it's not like with this book's scumbag, it's going to be continuing on mike am i correct or how does that work so it, because so, it, something- so it seems so it seems like devil's highway is going to be somewhat of like a um the year zero to where exactly. it is a mini so where to where it, it it says a mini series but like three months later you're going to get like a kind of a part two which is which would also be a five issue mini series but it's going to continue the story so it's technically it's ongoing but you would get like a few month break you know Oh, so when do you so if with, with your expertise, would you say it's going to come back in two to three months? If like it's anything year like zero year game? zero, then it would be if it's like because, year zero, then that's what it would be. Because on a marketing standpoint, I would pretty much say that's pretty smart because you had me duped. You know, you had me fooled thinking I'm going to only subscribe to this book for like five. But now, I, obviously, I didn't pick up year zero, Mike. I didn't continue uh, uh, pulling it because I thought it. It was cool, but I knew that the second one was going to be a whole different set of characters because based on how the story went. But I know Devil's Highway isn't. It's going to be the same, you know, chick, her dad died. Now she's just going to go after pretty much the whole cult. So it's Mm -hmm. like now I feel like I'm going to have to keep pulling it. So through a marketing standpoint, hey, that's genius, right? But the other question I got for you, Mike, pretty much is – I see these books. You guys, you asked, you said Batman Catwoman is coming out. Obviously, I know that's huge. How long have we been looking forward to that? Probably since the summer, maybe even spring, Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Strange Adventures. We got about five, six issues left with the seven coming out this week. But how long has it felt since you've uh, read Strange Adventures? You know, dude, it, how many episodes do how many episodes does it feel like ago that we were talking about how? Um, Mr. Fantastic was talking about was talking to Adam Strange's um, wife. I mean, Remember I would when they're when they're going through the walk like, in the snow, that feels like over like well Halloween. over a month ago. Yeah. Halloween. Okay, so that's that's what I'm saying. Like, in a way, especially when it comes to these shorter series, this is the question I have for you. So, Batman, Detective, Flash, you know, we're getting these every two weeks. It feels like we're getting them, getting them, getting them. Like you get me a strange adventures. Uh, you mentioned that Texas blood that's coming out this week as well by uh, Chris Condon. And that's the image as well. Uh, but sometimes we get these books, Mike, and we might get like issue four and it might be at the beginning of the month. But then we might get issue five and it won't be like till the end of the next month. So it feels like it's been mm-hmm. a month and a half, almost two months while in between. I've read like three, four Batman flashes. and. I feel like as much books as we've been reading lately, I feel like especially with some of these books that are miniseries, I think it'd be kind of cool to get them like every biweekly or even tri-weekly if a smaller yeah. publisher was willing to do that. Because if it's six, if it's a five, six issue miniseries, I don't need to drag it out for five months, quote unquote, five months, because it's going to be more than five, six months because of the way the weeks are set up. So I, w- I wouldn't mind getting like a miniseries done in three months, two and a half, three months, put them out bi-weekly, bam, 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 two months, and then we off to the next miniseries. I don't know. Am I just being selfish here that no. I want to do more reading? No, of course. Of course they can have a plan like that, but it also makes you think that if you know that you wanted to read the whole story of Strange Adventures, you know, 
go ahead and save the money and you might want to pick it up as a trade. Because if you pick it up as a trade, you'll end up saving money. Because a trade, because a trade paperback of the 12 issue maxi series of Strange Adventures, I don't think is going to come out to, you know, 4.99 times 12 issues. I don't think it's going to be that much money. But how much do you love comics, Mike? Because it's you sit down, it's a 15 minute read, 15 mm-hmm. minute read, 15 minute sure. read. It's oh, like, it. you know, we, we, we how, how often do we talk about streaming video here and all that? Quibi, you know, they went out of they 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 failed. Right. But they were supposed to be what or or am I wrong? Was that Peacock? That's supposed to be based on like 15 minute type of clips. That was, yeah, like, that was Quibi. That was Quibi. Right. So we're sitting here talking about like, oh, Quibi failed, but I, I I wonder why, because I thought that those type of like little 15 minute, 12, 10 minute hits would have would have kind of like grasped the attention of people. Because to me, I like the fact that I can sit there for one hour and go through like three different stories. If we're watching TV, right, and you're streaming shows, you can sit there for an hour. You've watched one episode. But like with these comics, it's like. You sit down for an hour and it's like you've 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 immersed yourself in three, four different stories within an hour. Bam, you get up, you go have dinner. You're good. It doesn't take too much of your time. If I'm sitting here reading a trade that's 12 issues long in Strange Adventures, I'm not going to be able to read that in one sitting on top of the six to ten comics I'm getting weekly now due to the the, the sponsorship. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean, because because TV is a lot different, like there's so many different, you know, time frames. So like if you're going to binge watch The Office, that's only 22 minutes an episode. You know, there's The Mandalorian, for example. It's been episodes have been between like 35 and like 50 minutes. So one week I'm like, what the hell? I get like bas- basically a half an hour episode. But then last week it was like 47 to 50 minutes. So I feel like I actually got something. And then you have like the HBO series, like Game of Thrones and stuff or whatever, that were upwards of an hour to an hour and a half straight. No commercials each episode. So so it it, it just all depends on, on, on what you like. Um, but dude, the number one thing that I read this week, no one's read it. It's not new. It's old because my buddy Forrest, he let me borrow all, what, 10, 12 volumes of this Punisher Mac, uh, Punisher Max by Garth Ennis. I think it's from, shoot, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. But my God, volume four of Punisher Max was by far not only the best comic that I read this week, but the best volume of that Punisher Max series so far. It was just so raw. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who wanted to get the Punisher's attention? Yeah, you go ahead and dig up his dead wife, his dead son, his dead daughter, and on video, you piss all over his their skeletons, and then you give that to the news station to put it all over the media. And then he goes on a freaking rampage, and he's killing all these gangbangers and all of these, um, you know, like the triads and all these different, like you know, you know, criminal organizations. And he says, "I'm going to do this every night until you rebury my family." And he finally takes care of the guy who did the deed. But my God, just the violence—it was—it's was, crazy. I I absolutely love this Punisher Max series because it's like the rated R stuff that we would get, you know, from you know, like an image or whatever. But it's even—it's even more than that. It's it's the language. It's the you know, it's the violence. It's it's so it's it's so good. Who's the writer, Mike? Uh, Garth Enos. Garth Enos. This is Marvel. We're Enos talking, or, right? Yeah. Garth. Yeah. It's Ennis or Enos. I, I'm, I know I might be mispronouncing. It. It's like E-N-N-I-S. 
But this when really was this, this? You're talking 2012, I think. Uh, yeah, 12, 13. I think that's when it was. Um, that might even be the year that the uh, trade was published. So you want to talk about the individual um, issues? It might have been even earlier than that. But oh, dude, and, hella good. And that's not the first time you've mentioned that series on this no, podcast. No, cause, so because I, I know Sean's reading it right now. I think he's still on the volume three, the one that uh, takes place in Russia. But dude, volume four so far, really good. And I think volume five coming up. I'm gonna start reading that one. It's called like. Uh, the slavers or whatever. I think Wait. it has something. I think it has something to do with with sex trafficking. So, so if you go back to your Devil's Highway. That's gonna be good too. So you're telling me that Volume Five is barely coming out. It's not even written yet. No, no, no. Um, m- my buddy didn't have that. He, I guess when he went to his local comic book store, he bought a a Volume Five of a Punisher story, but it wasn't that specific one. So I said, you know what? For letting me borrow all these volumes, my gift to you is I will get one on Amazon or whatever. And last night, I ended up finding one for $3.94, brand new. A six-issue trade paperback because someone was selling it for $4. So, there it you. is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what this whole comic book podcast was based on in sports, the comic bookies, where your guy here is helping Finding you value. handicap. Finding the cheapest comics on the market, selling them, turning a profit on the same time, calling these games, calling these sports and everything in between, trying to get you guys paid as well as having some fun entertainment wise, man. But yeah. no, man. But <laughs> yeah, yeah so that, that's think... cool, though. That's cool. Because I re- I love when you tell me stories about you like finding comics and making money on comics. Mm-hmm. We've got Sean talking about uh you know his uh fiance's family members cousins i believe have like came up on comics and different you know right. uh, uh comic cons and I, I don't know if it's auctions it was, or what it was it was the um god dang it it's like the monthly antique uh like the market like not the farmer's market but like you know like the antique road shows or whatever it's like you know the third sunday or saturday of, of every sunday, month sunday sunday yeah. sunday Exactly. So sticking with AWA though, how so it was two weeks ago, but you probably you, you you don't forget, but how good was Bad Mother number four? That was the first book I read that week. So it's been oh my a gosh. lot. So, so it's been what I've read both. it's been two Ugh. weeks two weeks and like twenty comics, you know, yeah, later. Got, yeah, There's Bad I'm Mother. Done. You can't come on, you can't come on. Krista Faust is doing it right now, dude. That whole like what six page just brawl with the brother. You didn't you know what like or the you know the son you didn't know which way it was gonna go and she finally takes care of him kills him kidnaps the other son and tells the you know pretty much the mob boss mom hey I'd like to have you over for dinner and right. this last that that last issue number five of five that comes out this month ooh it's gonna be fire is it gonna be continuing are they gonna hit us with are they gonna hit us with the ha gotcha you're gonna oh, I know, continue right? it like year zero in Devil's Highway. Right. It's gonna be like you know sh- she gets her daughter back, but she doesn't kill the mom, and then she's gonna seek revenge in part two. Yeah, something like that. But let me tell you, Mike, you got Dead Body Road, Bad Blood, number six, which I believe is gonna be the last installment of this story, brought to you by Image as well, that came out today. I'm gonna be picking it up. Let me tell you, if you remember, Mike, this is a story that I actually pretty much have read as a trade because i got the first uh i got the first issue i wasn't able to get the second issue for some reason uh alex couldn't get it he got it for me weeks later after i got the third the fourth and the fifth so i waited until i got the second so 
So I read the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, and pretty much one sitting, oh, right? Wow. Okay. So that was pretty much kind of like my first experience of, you know, kind of reading a trade, which was, mm-hmm. it was cool. I mean, you know, I don't know if I'd want to do it all the time. I enjoy kind of, Mike, let me go back to what we always said. And you could probably go back to issues issues 30 or 40 of this podcast right when i used to say we used to i used to complain about netflix like when stranger things was out like i don't yeah. like how they put out every single episode binge, binge binge yeah yeah binge 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 like here's eight episodes you can just watch the whole you know i, I want to build that in that uh, you know i want to build that anticipation yeah you want to have that that water cooler talk on on monday morning like oh did you see the one episode not the 18 episodes in one goddamn weekend and then you got people here you got people there there you they, one person has watched one one person has watched all eight i mean i don't know i kind of like just getting my books one by one month by month week by weekly by weekly and kind of just going with the flow like that i don't i don't know if i'm old school I, I know there's a couple customers that i talk to at treasure island comics a lot as well fans let me know how you guys like to do it are you guys uh single issues are you guys tpb in it are you guys mixing it up half and half i think mike is kind of a kind of a, a half and half type of guy he'll read some trades but or i'd probably say 70 80 20 70 30 for mike yeah. he likes i think it's he, i think just just the old stories I, I i don't usually want to hunt for individual issues of night of batman nightfall mm-hmm. i'm just gonna get the three big ass volumes and read it especially hey like we just said on ebay whatever's the cheapest way i'm gonna get it you know, like if I have to read 27 straight issues, but it's going to be $30 cheaper than three big volumes, then I'm going to do that. So, yeah, it does get kind of expensive coming back to the those all those single issues. But mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. it, I, I guess it's pretty cool if you're a collector or whatnot. Yeah. Um. What else did I read? Actually, you know what? We don't do it very often. We're kind of like Kevin Smith, who like loves everything, like all movies, all TVs, all books. But you know what? Thank God there's only one more issue. Issue three and the whole story itself, but Grendel, Kentucky, not my thing. Not it's really not feeling doing it. it for you, huh? Not really doing it. You know the whole the the monster that's in the mind, like the backstory with like the 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 you know the old man, and then he passes it down to this to the dad, and then he's sick and tired of it. The dad, that's how the dad pretty much dies. And then they, yeah, it's um not really doing it for me. You know what? It's not. And that first issue kind of had us kind of mixed up because. If you read that first issue again, I wasn't going to think that there was going to be like a monster in the mind like you mentioned. I thought it was going to be kind of like a raw, rugged, like kind of hillbilly type town. We're going to be on on these hogs and we're going to go beat up your bike gang and we're going to like sell you some marijuana and you're going to like beat me up for shorting you on a price and shorting you some grams or whatnot. But it definitely turned into it kind of veered off to the side of the road that I didn't think it was going to do. And some stories do that, you know, and it's all right, Mike, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, another book that's coming out this week that I don't think is going to hit us as bad, but it kind of did that as well was like kind of Spy Island, right? Uh, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a way better book right now than Grendel, Kentucky. This is a dark horse book, uh, Spy Island. And but like with the whole mermaid thing and whatnot, I thought it was going to be more of like that, like a spy island type of thing. I I wasn't expecting to get the creatures out of the sea. And I thought it was going to be the whole drama like, with like the dad that you thought was dead. Yeah, yeah, the mime. And, you know, like I thought it was I mean, 
But yeah, I, I don't think right now you can really compare Grendel, Kentucky. I'm sorry, uh, uh, AWA and uh, everyone on that book. But Spy Island right now, I think, is a one that I'm definitely looking forward to this week as well, man. That's been a fun book. So yeah, so Batman, dude. So I know it's been two weeks now, but uh, fans, uh, if you haven't started Batman yet, you're only uh, 104 now issues behind, but 103, Ghostmaker. This is pretty good, man. I mean, but he's just I, creating. I, I, I mean, think it's, that what Mike, I think that I don't care. I think that Tomasi's story, you don't even have to go back to King's story. I guess you can, but Tomasi's just reinventing. Tinyan. Sorry, Tinyan. I'm thinking of Detective. Tinyan is just reinventing the wheel right now with this guy. He's all up in his head. You got Ghostmakers about to take over goddamn Gotham. You got Bao Fam with his bat bat trying to, you know, get Harley. And, but, I mean, I just love the story and what it, what's happening right now. I love how they're – I love how Tiny and Mike is incorporating, like, Harley kind of, like, looking towards the good side, kind of being on – Okay, so on, you like that. On, huh? So you like her kind of shifting – Towards she's, the good, like, like like what she's been doing the last uh, two to three years, kind of she's you know they've kind of written her as like bisexual because she's like kind of in love with Poison Ivy. So yeah, so you like that direction? I do. I I enjoy the direction that I think is being built up in a way because you're not really expecting Harley to like kind of go that way, and now she's kind of helping out Bruce and. She feels for him and whatnot, and just just I feel like it's little subtle stuff like that that my novice comic book uh, ass is like paying attention to, kind of stuff like that. Like I'm loving how he's kind of building the story, and I think it's been a great change for DC that they brought Tiny on board because uh, he yeah. he's gave us punchline, he's gave us uh, he's given us clown hunter, he's just. He is just reinventing the wheel right now, and it's just uh, DC cannot take these away from us from, you know, like the rumors we heard a couple weeks ago. I mean, I definitely agree with you on the direction of Harley Quinn, but I think the only reason one of the only reasons why I do like it is because they kind of replaced her with Punchline. Like if 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 the Joker didn't have like a female, you know, kind of accomplice or, you know, like a right hand woman, I think I would have wanted Harley Quinn to stay like where she's at. But since Joker has punchline, I'm okay with them kind of changing her direction because she's still funny. She still kicks ass, you know. Um, but I also like how cool I don't know if you've ever read an older story from the nineties or two thousands or whatever. But how cool is uh Barbara as Oracle? She's back in the saddle helping him. She's like kind of like, you know, his Alfred. And she used to do that, you know, when she got shot and killing joke and she was pretty much paralyzed, she became Oracle and just was like, you know, the, you know, the voice inside Bruce's head and helped him with everything. And I think she's doing a good job there too. I think Tiny did a great job with, you know, incorporating her, but like she can be Batgirl, but since she's not paralyzed, she can be Batgirl and go out into the field or get behind the screen and be Oracle. I think that's dope. So I'm so glad that you brought that up mike because i was actually a question that i it was actually a question that i had but it was something that popped up in my head as i was reading the story and i actually thought about that and i that was another thing about the whole harley and then the same thing with 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 uh batgirl because i was thinking i was like she's kind of becoming a more prominent role in this whole communication with with bruce right i feel like the mm -hmm. way bruce has been i feel like the way bruce has been written even back in the days with tinyan 
I mean, sorry, even back in the days with King and now going on with Tiny. And I feel like a lot of it is just like I always mention, detective, we get more of the raw detective type of story when it comes to Batman. When it comes to the Batman story by King and now Tinyan, it's kind of like more in his feelings, more in his head, more of the man that is Bruce. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? For sure. And now yep. that I see like him communicating with Batgirl, like you say, Barbara, and it's just like, like I'm kind of thinking like, is this something going to – it's like someone – it's either going to be Harley. It's either going to be Batgirl, but there's going to be some type of little connection there, you know, uh, intimate, intimately between, I think, one of those two. And you can quote me me saying this on episode 90, but I'm telling you, something's going to happen uh, because – it's not a coincidence that at the same time that I'm saying this, we're also getting Batman Catwoman at the same damn week. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, too, because it's funny you say that because uh, Bruce Wayne and, and, and Barbara Gordon, they actually have sex in the animated f- animated version of The Killing Joke. They're up on a rooftop and they're arguing and then they just, you know – you know what, like in those, you know, classic, you know, rom-com movies are like, hey, you know what? I hate you. No, I hate you. And they just start making out and they just fall to the floor and there's a sex scene. So, yeah, so that's that's pretty funny that you mentioned that, that something intimate's going to happen when something in the, you know, actual animation has actually already happened. But no, dude, I'm 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 thoroughly enjoying it. Bao Fam's badass too, but the Ghost Maker, he seems to be one step ahead. He thinks he's one step ahead, and I loved how they went back and Batman was like, "No, you don't get it. Like I had this covered. I had this covered. Like I was gonna do that, but you freaking ruined it all." And then boom, at the end and at the end of the issue, Harley, Bao, and Batman, they're all tranquilized, and who knows what Ghost Maker is gonna do with them in 104. And I'm going to give you odds, Mike, because this is the Comic Bookies podcast. Okay. Uh, if, if you were to say that Bruce would have some type of a intimate situation between whether it be Barbara Gordon or Harleen Quinzel, uh, I'm going to give you odds right now. I would say I'd give you Harleen Quinzel about a minus one. Nah, I'd say about a minus a two, a one to two favorite at about minus 200. And then I'd have to give you Batgirl at about plus one you know 145 155 in that range who you taking brother are you Man, laying the are you it's laying, the, hard, are it's you kinda, laying the chalk with heart with with harleen with harleen the new yorker the gotham city girl that, miss, that, that, mr j mr miss, j she gonna be pissed at mr j and she got bruce wayne oh bruce are you gonna get you know are you or is it gonna be the oracle of of uh Batgirl and the Gordon uh bloodline that's gonna get that intimate at plus one fifty for your it's, pockets, buddy? It's hard to think it's hard to think that in the comic books that they would have uh Batman hook up with a part of the Bat family. So I think I would lay the the minus two hundred with with Harleen Quinzel. I think I would lay the money there. Let speaking about laying the money, how about laying the sword? Let's give a little shout out real quick to Marvel. Uh, we got to have our little Marvel talk real quick. Mike, did you read uh, the new uh, X-Men? If you haven't, I guess we can skip it. Sorry, I don't know if you did. Yeah, no. So I think, oh, dude, that does that that, that's, that's, that, that's one of the 20 books. <laughs> okay, so I think yeah. that you're going to kind of enjoy that one as well. Sometimes I'm glad. I'm glad. I feel like 
the X-Men story to me is kind of like my stock market portfolio because uh, I feel like you get a couple episodes and they go up, up, up. And then I get a couple uh, issues and they kind of flatline and then a couple like two kind of like don't do it for me. And then I stick mm-hmm. with it and then they they start and then I get two that are like, oh, damn, it's so I don't know. It's just it's a kind of like a roller coaster for me right now with Hickman's story. But I guess. We can talk about it next time. It, it was pretty good. Uh, you you know the uh, the issue before how it, it was going to be um, Apocalypse kind of heading on to do his battle with his uh, wife and whatnot. His ex-wife, yeah. His ex-wife. So you get that battle in this, uh, oh, in cool, this cool. issue. So I, I think you'll like it for Marvel fans out there that are uh, following the X-Men story. Let us know how you like it. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more in the future. But, yeah, uh, I was pretty excited nice. for that one. Right on. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the comic book talk. So I have a few couple stories of news to tell the fans. Um, I mean, you don't watch The Mandalorian, but um, uh, uh, Rosario Dawson, uh, her her you know portrayal of Ahsoka Tano finally aired last Friday in Oh, shoot. Was it episode five, I believe, of the second season of Mandalorian? It was amazing. I definitely got a backstory of who she is because I didn't really I I didn't watch like, you know, the Star Wars Rebels or Clone Wars, the cartoon, you know, the the show that that Laura um, Alex's wife watches religiously. Um, But I did not I did not watch that show. And so I didn't really know a ton about Ahsoka. But my cousin Matt, who I was down there with. I had to wait until the end of the episode, of course, but I had like 10 questions to ask about her. So, of course, after this next episode and Sean comes back next week, we'll definitely dive into more um, Mandalorian talk. But that's a great show, dude. That's a great show. Mandalorian is just the hitter right now. It's it's like the most popular thing, uh, you know, going on. It, it, and, it, and like and like I, I kind of wish you were into it because it, it's the it's the epitome of what you like about TV. Even though it's on the streaming service, every Friday you're boom, 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 you hit it, and then that way we can talk about it on Saturday or t- or for coworkers or whatever you talk about on Monday, you know. So it's not like, hey, did you watch uh, episodes five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten? Um, no, jackass, I have kids and you know I have stuff to do on the weekend, so I, I watched half of episode five, <laughs> you know. So it was cool. It's it's a really good show. I'm thoroughly so enjoying. Enjoy. It's it's the new uh, HBO or whatever the hell that show was on HBO that everyone was on like two years ago. What Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. So it's it's, the, it's, it's, it's it's not Game of Thrones. Sorry, it ain't no well, Game of Thrones. Well, not Game of Thrones as the way it is, but it's like the hype right now. The Mandalorians yeah. getting yes. that hype. Yes, I I guess the hype. But if you want to compare quality of show, I mean, Game of Thrones is still was still the shit, even though the last season was kind of you know subpar. Um. Dude, how did you feel uh, you sent it to us? Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Japan? Dude, I, I saw the still shots of it. That looks badass. has like a Mario Kart ride and stuff. has a huge – you go into Bowser's Castle, and it has a huge you know, uh, stone statue of Bowser and stuff. It looks badass, dude. Like to just everything. You walk down this hall, and it has all the cups from the video game, like the flower cup, the star cup, the leaf cup. It's cool. Yeah, I have. I didn't do too much more uh, research into it, but I mean that that is pretty crazy. I you mentioned mm-hmm. when I showed you it, you were like, Jesus, they're opening brand new parks, and we can't even get a 65 <laughs> year old damn theme park. To um, open time, 
Mike. Oh man, it just made your just, frustration to our fans across the world. And I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like living, like not only, like even if I lived in Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, Nevada, and, and I wasn't, you know, an avid Disneyland goer, but man, we're like, you know, we're, we like we live in California, bro. We're like five hours north of Disneyland. We're just a quick shot away. I know it's expensive. It's one of those things where I'm kind of continuing somewhat of a, of a tradition that my parents had, where we didn't camp really, we didn't go to, we didn't travel, you know, across the pond to Europe. It was like Disneyland, like every year, every other year, and that was pretty much it. But I loved those vacations there. So I definitely, you know, and then my daughter's turning three this month. So I love living vicariously through her and just seeing her face every time she watches these YouTube videos of these, of all of the Fantas or Fantasia or Fantasmic or whatever, all these light shows and parades. I'm like, Oh, I miss it so much. And it's like, it's frustrating, dude. It's frustrating. Like I, I understand. I understand like being in the purple and everything I understand. But at the same time, it's like, Man, it, like if Florida can do it, I'm sure we can do it. Like, like Disney's not a, it's a, it's, it's they're a, a company full of smart people, you know, safe, smart people. I'm sure that they can do the same thing in Disneyland as they're doing in Disney World. Like, go and throw out, you know, Beijing and Paris and everything and all the other Disneyland's, Disney Worlds or whatever that are open, but just talk about United States of America. Like if Disney World in Florida can do it, you know, 25% capacity, you know, you have to like actually schedule your ticket days. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to buy a ticket and then come whenever the hell I want. No, you got to schedule the time, you know, like the dates you go, you know, masks at all times, unless you're, of course, eating and drinking. Like, man, I haven't heard one story of like, oh, my God, there's an outbreak of 50 cases and the, and all 50 people had, like were at Disney World 10 days ago. Haven't heard one thing, one thing. Sucks. And, I, and, I, and I'm talking and I'm talking to, to my boy, my business partner out there. Shout out my boy, um, uh, Bobby out there in the M.O. C.O.M.O. Columbia, Missouri. And I'm like, what'd you do today after work, brother? You know, they're two hours ahead of us. He's like, oh, I just had a pickup game at, at the gym with a couple guys from work. I'm like, what? They're letting you play basketball at a gym pickup game with a bunch of dudes just sweating next to each other. Now, dude, it's just crazy. And now there's here, no bubbles. Just, there's no bubbles in Columbia, Missouri. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and now here, it's just, oh, man, I just don't understand it. But anyway, I just hope that, I don't know, the vaccine, that's a whole different thing. But supposedly yeah. the UK is rolling it out and whatnot. But going back to Disney, Mike, and I mentioned the Mandalorian, you said it's not the Game of Thrones. And it's not the Game of Thrones. But for the hype. What what's Disney got going for them besides uh, Disney Plus right now, Mike? Because they're hitting all time highs right now, one hundred and fifty three dollars and sixty one cents currently as of December two, you know, ten o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard. Where Disney, the Walt Disney Company, is sitting here on the New York Stock Exchange at one hundred and fifty three dollars at an all time high. How how sway? They just laid off four thousand more layoffs during the pandemic. And uh, right here, I my, my next news story, they're laying off in the first half of 2021. They plan on laying off 32,000 more employees. That's an updated from the 28,000 that was originally um, reported back in like September. But I just got a story earlier this week that 32,000 more employees of Disney, I think it's going to be mostly like Disney parks, 
um, you know, in different attractions and and things like that are going to be laid off. And so how the hell does that happen? So many, like so many employees are furloughed right now, but they're going to be like completely just laid off. My God. I just, I think that I will, it's not that I think I know that the stock market is reflective of the future, right? You're being, so you're buying and selling what you believe is going to happen in the future, not right now. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're banking on these parks coming back hard in 2021. I haven't looked into how the other parks are really faring across the globe, you know, in Paris and in Tokyo and in China or wherever the hell they got the rest of their parks. But I'd have to say that somewhere, somehow, there's some type of revenue coming in, whether it's through um, licensing deals that they got, whether it's through the parks, like I mentioned, that are in, uh, in other countries that are doing decent. But in all honesty, from what I've been hearing, I think it's a lot about just that Disney Plus that's really been holding down the fort for them. You know, on top of, you know, they have Hulu and whatnot. I'm pretty sure that that's doing pretty good for them being in the whole streaming you know the streaming uh area and whatnot but yeah i i find it crazy that a company can just be taking like a 30 million dollar hit a day supposedly that's how much they're losing i think for just the la park not being open and just the fact that you can just be at all-time highs and like your market cap is 278 billion you know which in the grand yeah. scheme of things, isn't huge when you got Tesla out here just running things at, you know, being valuated more than like eight, nine car companies put together is crazy. But I just think that uh, Disney Plus has to be the one. Like, that's why I mentioned the Mandalorian. It's getting a lot of hype. But uh, yeah, yeah. They're, I think Christmas Day, the same day that Wonder Woman 84 is being released on HBO Max, they're releasing the new Pixar movie Soul. Um, there may be some anticipation of a Black Widow announcement. They, I think they've already said it's into 2021, so no idea if they're going to surprise anybody and release it before then, like on Christmas, but, you know, who knows. Um, staying with one more piece of news from, like, the Disney family, uh, David Prowse. He is the original OG Darth Vader actor, so the man under the uh, you know, the helmet. He has is dead at age 85, so RIP to Mr. David Prowse. Um, Mark, I'm going to ask you if you've seen a couple movies. Now, did you see Star Wars Rogue One? Is that the latest one? No, it's like the one. It's like the side story where they get like a team put together and they need to steal all of the the blueprints for the Death Star. Is it Abram? I have no idea. Shoot, I have no idea. I it's have the one. Not where, it, it, it's the one where they all die at the end, pretty much. I saw the first one when Abram first took over when they were first no, bought. Yeah, Lucas. Yeah, this, yeah, this is not like episode seven, eight, or nine. This is one of those like side stories. Negative. Um, did you see Casino Royale? James Bond. It's the one where he plays poker. Mm, no. Okay, and then did you see what was it? Oh, Doctor Strange. Yes. So the main bad guy, the guy who steals the book. No, 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 the main bad guy, the guy who steals the book and he's got the, you know, kind of purpley blackish eyes and he fights yeah, him at the end. Yeah. So, so that guy, he's replacing Johnny Depp. Mads Mikkelsen is replacing replacing Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beasts number three as Grindelwald. 
So that's oh, who they that, that's who they, they tapped him about a couple weeks ago, a week or two ago, and they finally announced that he's going to play Grindelwald. And that's going to be released in theaters, or is it going to be streaming only? Um, Fantastic Beasts three. I don't even know if they started even um, production yet. Okay. They might have. They, they might have, but I would say 2021 or 2022 would be a release date. Just going okay. off the top of my head, I have no idea if there's actually a set date yet. Okay. And going yeah. off the top of my head, I don't think that theaters are done either, Mike. I don't know. I, if, I sure as hell hope not. Yeah, I just think that they're sticking in there too good. And uh, I think that we're going to have a little bit more clarity going into this next year. But I think theaters are going to come back. They're going to come back uh, hard, but it's going to take a while. But I think that I think Americans and people in this country are going to just be sick of this stuff. And that when. Things get back to normal and things start kind of and the dust starts settling. I think that it's going to be good again. We're a country that likes to be out there and be free. This country is beautiful and it's got a lot to offer landscape wise and wilderness and just exploring. And that's what us Americans like to do, man. So I think that, with you know, mm-hmm. we got vaccines coming out soon. I don't know how much of the population is going to be willing to take it or whatnot, but nonetheless, they're going to people are going to be taking it. People are going to feel more safe knowing that and uh, companies, you know, legally wise and whatnot. I think that it's going to be a good thing. And I, I really hope that we can get theaters back strong back again, man, because that to me, sure hope so. Movie theaters is just a huge part of Americana, man, and we just can't mm-hmm. lose that, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know what? And just because I don't know how much, how often you went to the movie theaters, I think it was, you know, at least but, a, a normal, like a normal amount when you were a kid. And we have kids now, so now we want to take our 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 son and our daughters to Disney, the new Disney movie, the new Frozen Three, or Soul, or whatever. Older, of course, you have the action movies if they're into the superhero stuff or whatever. Like you want to be able to do that. Have the time, you know, once a month, once every other month. You know, you go there, they're all excited. They get in their chairs for the first time ever because my daughter obviously hasn't gone to a movie yet. Get a little popcorn they can put in their little tray, a little piece of candy, some soda or some water, whatever. Oh, dude, like that that's the experience, just like Disneyland that I finally want to experience once a vaccine or comes out or whatever, when all of this is kind of, you know, seen as more normal than it is now. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's, I don't know, man, I think they have to come back. I just think that it sucks because it's, you talk about taking the kid and whatnot. And I've taken my kid to a couple, to a couple theaters, but I just think that the, the you know the big screen is where it's at you know going out it's like I said it's part of Americana you're taking out your girl you're taking out dates it's just it's just a huge way of how we live and to like just take that out and just think that people are just going to be stuck inside because streaming can offer it it's just just certain things that I hope isn't taken away you know permanently from our lifestyles, you know, and I just yeah. feel like you saw that the UK, I mentioned you guys to you guys yesterday. I sent you guys saying that like UK, maybe to go into sporting events, they're going to have to show proof of like vac- vaccination. Like to me, that just doesn't sit right with me. And I just don't want that type of stuff to happen in America. So, you know, let's try to keep 
this country free and proud and these theaters open and like I would hate to be like, oh, you can only come and watch this movie if you're vaccinated or whatnot. It's just a bunch of bullshit. Let's just keep it on the right lane and just uh, enjoy this country and our freedom that we have here. So sorry Complete, for my little rant, but completely agree, I, I miss theaters, bro, because what it's I was going to tell what I was going to tell you is I remember everything I was going to say now because you were asking me, like, I don't know how much you were going to the theaters lately. And I was holding up my finger and I was like yelling from across the basement mike you know i got something to say so what i was gonna say is i actually wasn't going to the theater as much i kind of you know me i'm i don't watch much streaming i don't watch many movies i usually watch tv if it's sports or nascar's on or if else i'm kind of just reading books or doing some research or looking up some type of stocks or whatnot you know what i'm doing but when when i started this podcast with you guys mike with you and sean I started going to the movies actually a lot more. I went to go watch Captain Marvel in the very beginning by myself. You know what I mean? I'm like, I have to review this movie because now we're starting this podcast. I'm going to I'm taking one for the team. I you know, I'm going to sit here and watch Harley Quinn, the Emancipation Proclamation Anticipation, <laughs> <laughs> the the one that came out and of one I, Harley Quinn. I watching, you know, Joker, October 4th, 2019 release date. I was actually because that was a huge part of our podcast when we started. It was reviewing these motion pictures that people were hyped to see. Right. And that was like taken from us. So I want that back, man. I want to be able to just go watch the film, be able to review it on our podcast, not try to have to fish for like material to fill it fill in our weekly time because we got so much to talk about because we were juiced about wonder woman 84 that got released in february not december but nonetheless we're gonna get it but add that to the list of things that have been taken from us from this pandemic you know you want to add movie theaters like movie reviews you want to add all these the mcu shows that have yet to come out on disney plus yet that we have yet to watch and review i i I would love one, you know, to, to go to a Comic-Con, have a booth set up and stuff and like do a live episode one day. Like how cool would that be? Like it's so much content that's being taken from us and I don't mean to to sound selfish, but man, dude, like I want that back so bad. Dude, tell me about it. I know it's just it just seems like we were like taking it for granted. Like how bad, like you said, how bad would it be cool to go to a comic con again and hand out our flyers? I got like my trunk. I still got a whole box of flyers because yep. there's nowhere to put them. Yep. <laughs> you know what? I, I know it sucks, but it slowed us down, but you know what? It's a minor setback for a major comeback. Like they like to say, my boy, oh, yeah. Kendrick, you know, so we're well, going to yeah. get back. America's going to get back. TCB's going to get back. So well, you know who's not going to have a comeback is, uh, unfortunately, Black Lightning. CW has announced that after season four of Black Lightning, the show is no more. I mean, luckily, I think that they're going to have the spinoff uh, with – what the hell is his name? Painkiller or whatever. That boy PK. Yep. But unfortunately, after this upcoming season four, so after the whole season, it joins Supergirl as it is done. And guys, I got one more news story for you guys out there uh, being reported by ComicBook.com for all you gaming fans out there. Because like I say, we talk about 
everything and anything here at the Comic Bookies Podcast, brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Check them out for all your comic booking needs. Uh, Alex out there is willing to take care of you. Curbside pickup, mail order, whatever you need, back uh, stories and whatnot. Check him out once again. Fremont, California, Treasure Island Comics. Where's our gamers at? Where's our uh, where's our TS fans at? Because we're the highest in the room. She feel that mind of wet ideas. Watch that copy. Watch those copyright laws, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not gonna get us for me throwing back some Travis Scott. But fans out there, if you guys haven't heard the news, Travis Scott is reportedly working on a PS5 game and console to go along with his uh mcdonald's deal that he's got to go along with the 20 million that he made off of a Fortnite deal when uh the pandemic hit but uh comicbook.com reports here travis scott continues to make some bold marketing and promotional moves in the gaming industry there's buzz going around that scott is looking to capitalize on the hype surrounding next gen gaming consoles right now by developing his own playstation 5 game Additionally, word is that Sony's deal with Travis Scott could also see the release of his own co-branded console. Uh, Mike, what do you think, man? I think that Mr. Travis Scott is kind of uh, learning and following in the footsteps of not only his um, momager in uh, Chris Jenner, but also his baby mama in Kylie <laughs> <Mom> Jenner. <Andrew. laughs> and also oh, his, uh, <laughs> his, his baby mama in Kylie Jenner because, man... This guy is just cutting all types of uh, deals lately. We, you know, the one with McDonald's and the his Cactus Jack brand that he's got. And uh, as a, a brand ambassador, I mean, you got to give it up to the young man coming out of Houston out there, man. What he's, do you think? He's making smart moves, bro. Like like him or not, like 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 him or his music or or you, or you don't like it, hate it. But dude, you can't hate on the on the decision, the money. He's taking advantage of his platform of of the. Of the means to do it, you know, and, and hey, you, and, and hey, you know what? Hey, I, now I have a reason to get a PS5. Can't and wait. Can, <laughs> and could you imagine though? You say you got a reason to get a PS5, but think about it because you know people hype things up a lot these days. You got all these supreme breakouts and these supreme uh, drops that all these like you know people into and try to get and sell for higher, you know. There's always a market for something somewhere, you know, but imagine if Travis Scott already had this in the works and the PS5s have gotten released. And imagine if Travis Scott said, "Okay, I'm going to only release 500 special edition Travis Scott's. And imagine if you got them, because I know people that were selling uh, PlayStation 5s for like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars on the secondary market after they were released because, Christmas is coming up. People want them. People got money, and if you got fifteen hundred, you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay it, right? I, I mean, I personally wouldn't, but people out there would. So, what I'm saying is, if Travis Scott would have released five hundred of them, you charge maybe an extra hundred dollars because it's a special edition. Imagine selling that one on the secondary market. That would like two thousand, right, or three thousand, because it's gonna be some special edition. People hyping stuff up that personally doesn't really matter because it's going to do the same thing that the one the other one's going to do but nonetheless shout out to this guy i just wanted to say it he's been out there in the 
you know, marketing world, entertainment and world. And uh, yeah, shout out to Mr. Uh, Travis Scott. Let's see how it does. All right. There you have it. We'll see how long that takes to get that game and console released. But that is it for the comic book side. Hope you all enjoyed it. On to the sports. Let's start, Mark, with the shit show that is the NFL. So we have Thanksgiving Day. We have the actual good game that was ripped away from us on Thanksgiving Day because there's what? Uh, you know, two running backs, Lamar Jackson, there's all these bunch of freaking COVID cases and they postpone it to Tuesday, which gets postponed again until Wednesday. And then you see that the Ravens are supposed to be playing on Thursday tomorrow. So then they postpone that game against Dallas all the way to next Tuesday. Um, and then Pittsburgh's game that was supposed to be played this Sunday now gets pushed to Monday. I think they play like the Washington football team or whatever. And, after all of this, the Denver Broncos can't start one quarterback. They have to sit like all four or five of their freaking quarterbacks, and they got to play one wide receiver. They get no postponement. So I, this is good, dude. That was some that was some BS. Like I like I still get kind of like about the Raiders still being the only game that they moved up and not back. But this this takes the cake. This was bullshit. What happened to the Denver Broncos? They had like one completion for 13 yards at one point, or maybe that was the whole game. Jesus. They scored th- they scored three points against New Orleans. That was horseshit. You know, no pun intended for the Broncos. But dude, that was that was BS, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what was BS. You was BS. The fact that I didn't lay the house. How come I didn't right? take my mortgage out? I didn't take a loan out on the house to drop it all on New Orleans. I mean, could there? He, I mean, what was the game time I mean, spread? What the it, hell? It, I mean, what was the game time spread? It couldn't have been more than a couple I think touchdowns, it was right? Thirteen, maybe. Yeah. Thirteen, yeah. fourteen. I mean, this is just unbelievable. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that. I mean, but that. They, they don't have, may have locked it, right? They like, didn't like, have like, Breeze, like, right? True. They had like so, Taysom Hill or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're rolling with Drew Breeze, you're definitely scoring over 30 in that game. But Taysom Hill, they probably slowed it down a little bit. I'm pretty sure Alvin Kamara would have been a great fantasy pickup that week. Latavius Murray, he had Murray 19 carries, dope. two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. He had two. He had two tugs on 19 carries. And they still scored over 30 points on him. So speaking of that game, even with Taysom Hill, I'd say that the markets are probably pricing in Mr. Uh, Drew Brees to come back. Because right now I'm reading to you your New Orleans Saints, Mike, at a plus 220. So at about two to one coming in as your NFC champion. And I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, how the NFC was pretty dry. You know how I, I actually was making my case for Tampa Bay. I'll, I'll admit it. It wasn't for New Orleans, but I was saying who's gonna beat New, who's gonna beat Tampa Bay? Maybe New Orleans, but I, I was like Seattle. I'm like, there's not too many teams. L.A. There's not too many teams competing in the NFC this season as there is in the AFC, Mike. So you got mm-hmm. the New Orleans Saints plus 220 coming in at a second place. Is the Seattle Seahawks at three and a half to one, backed by the Green Bay Packers in third at four to one. Tampa Bay still in there at a hefty, I mean, at a, at a low six and a half to one. Remember Tampa Bay when they acquired a Tom Brady in the offseason, their odds went like pretty much down to 12 to one. So you're getting them at six and a half to one after all these games played. I don't know if that's still any value the way they've been playing, but I can see Tom actually getting in the playoffs knowing 
that if they can get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be played at Raymond James down in Tampa. I can actually see uh, them turning it up in the in the postseason. But other than those like top five, even, you know, you got the Los Angeles Rams, Mike, at seven to one. And then it just drops off hard yeah. at the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. at 18 to one. You I mean, know, the Arizona, so. the Arizona Cardinals are damn near back down to 500, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they're six believe- and yeah, they're six and five now. They're they've pretty much come down to earth. They play at home against the Rams this weekend. But so, yeah, I so mean, the, the market is pricing in four teams pretty much to make the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Mm-hmm. Is what is what I'm learning from looking at the the, the numbers here. You know, it's going to be either the Saints, the Packers, the Seahawks, or the or, or the Buccaneers out of the AFC. I mean, the I mean, the, the Packers. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but my two combined Super Bowl picks have a combined three losses. You know, give them a little pat myself on the back right there. But I don't see. If the, Seahawks, what, if the Seahawks, if the Seahawks run into a good offense like Tampa Bay or New Orleans, I don't see them winning. And then on the other side, if Green Bay faces a, a great defense, I mean, they played against the Bears, you know, last week. You know, the Bears are the Bears, but I don't, I don't see Green Bay or Seattle making huge noise. I see whoever ends up winning the division in the last um, what four weeks, thir- or five weeks, thirteen through seventeen. I see it's either playing in New Orleans or in Tampa. The NFC Championship. I, I think it's an in-division NFC Championship, unless they play earlier in the playoffs, because Tampa Bay or New Orleans would be a wild card team. So can you imagine Tampa Bay playing in the NFC Championship in Tampa Bay, and then playing in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, back-to-back games, not Jeez. having to travel? I mean, that imagine that. I, I'd say that in alone would be adding about two and a half points to the point spread. You know, to the in, in the Super Bowl, depending on who they're playing and out of the AFC. I mean, if they're playing the Chiefs, obviously we saw what the Chiefs just went in there and did to them. So, uh, but it's a lot different when you got to beat a team twice in a season, especially when that when that game, that second game, is the Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. especially when you just won it last year as well. It's gonna uh, your odds of winning it twice in a row are kind of stacked against you. Although we know Kansas City kind of has the team to do it, not kind of, but pretty much does have the team to do it. But yeah. Yep. So we don't get a Thursday night game because today was <laughs> last week of week 12. Um, I want to so tell you something, Mike, you want to talk about earlier patting yourself on the back. I'll pat yourself on the back. You've been saying it for weeks since like week six, week seven. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep rolling them dice with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know, I know, right? The 13th team in NFL history to start a season 11 and 0 or uh, yeah, 11 and 0. So, man, and just think about the Ravens as hot as they were supposed to be. I think they've caught up with Lamar Jackson. The Ravens are not as good as they're as they people think they are six and five, they're almost 500 team. I think you mentioned that earlier, Mike Steelers are rolling. Unfortunately, I think they may have a, a second ACL injury on the linebacking core uh, linebacker Dupree. He says that mm-hmm. their fear for ACL. Remember they just lost Devin Bush to the same problem. So not only uh, it's not just uh, the Niners, sorry Sean and uh, Niner fans out there, but 
uh, it's all teams around the league. And man, another yep. one goes down for the Steelers, and that's going to be a big blow in their defensive uh, core as well, Mike. Mm-hmm. So what do you see starting this Sunday, December 6th? Any games that, that, that you know, come out to you that you are jonesing to see or that you like spread-wise? That I like spread-wise. I mean, it's just been so crazy lately. I think that, man. Uh, which which 8-3 and three team is going to come back down to earth? Titans at home would cover a 5.5 point spread against the Browns, or the Browns really better than we think they are, and they're going to at least cover that spread. Hmm. I like... Actually, I was looking at that game, Mike. I do like the Titans at home. I'm actually getting a six-point line. You got a five-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. At five-and-a-half, I like it more than six, obviously. But at six, you're still getting a push if it comes down to that key number of six. Yeah. I would say that um, – but this is a game that I, I'm kind of scared because, you know, Tennessee, they finally get that big win against the Colts. They haven't beat the Colts, I think, in how long? And uh, I think four or five straight games that the Colts just keep on beating them. So they got that win. Now they got to come back home. You got Baker. I don't see Baker being too good in Tennessee, but that's a game I'd probably skip on. A game I do like, Mike, after getting completely throttled in uh, in the Dirty Bird, in the Dirty Bird City of the Las yeah. Vegas Raiders. I'm Minus looking at that, eight. too. Minus eight. I think that they get it back together, even though they're on the East Coast again. I don't know if they came back to Las Vegas or if they stayed on the East Coast. You might have some news on that, Mike, because that is I actually have no idea. But you don't have. I have no idea if they came back, but I hope that the Raiders. It doesn't. What happened last year doesn't happen this year, because they had that stat where, like in Week Twelve, the same week they go into New York to play the Jets, they get absolutely throttled they had the same record at six and four and then the rest of the season they go one and five and miss the playoffs so i hope to freaking god that that doesn't happen again i don't think it's going to happen i think they're going to go in there and i think they're going to handle business do you know what's up with the denver broncos quarterback situation this week mike they they were able to practice today so with practicing today, Kansas City Chiefs are a minus 14. You got a division game, Kansas City, you got Denver. They're going to be pissed off. Is there any way that you see Denver covering that 14-point spread, Mike? Because you know that's a, yeah, that's because, something that I'm looking at. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's Sunday night football, so nighttime. Said to be 44 degrees, probably a little bit colder in Kansas in KC Mo. Yeah, you yeah, know what? You can't you can't get any you can't become a bigger junkyard dog right now than Denver is right. Oh, hell I mean, yeah. they're just hell getting yeah. beat down left and right. I mean, they they got they they just looking for some type of hope, right? In a divisional game, you give me 14 points in the NFL, it's hard to say that, especially against how good you saw Kansas City uh, just roll. I mean, it was 17 to zero in the blink of an eye with Tyreek Hill with 200 oh. something yards and two, two touchdowns, like in 200 and 269 yards and three touchdowns just between him and Mahomes. My God, dude, it's just unbelievable. It over 50 points fantasy. I thought that game that they were going to run away with it. So I want to give a little bit of credit to Tampa Bay. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. that going forward, if they get these games at home, if they can keep continuing to win in these playoffs and, uh, you know, 
trying to make something happen. I think that with Brady's expertise, Bruce Arians has also been there before. You know, I think that these are these little learning curves that we got right now going for Tampa Bay. I think that uh, my prediction is still holding strong with uh, Tampa Bay making the Stanley Cup the World Series, and the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, it's going to happen, Mikey. It's going to happen. I can't wait till it does. There's about two months left for us to find out, but it's going to happen, brother. Patriots are only are an even pick in L.A. playing the Chargers. That seems kind of fishy. The Patriots are on the up and up. They're fighting for a playoff spot. The Chargers just can't seem to buy a win this season, and they're only even? Huh. Mm-hmm. Trubisky to start for the Bears against the Lions again. The Lions, Patricia-less, uh, yes. because they have fired their GM and their head coach. So, uh, yeah. And other big news in the NFL to kind of get away from some games. How smart is your guy, Mr. Will Fuller, after having a huge game? I guess we know why it was such a huge game. Because uh, Mr. Will Fuller has been uh, suspended for the rest of the season for being tested for uh, PEDs. Mike, do you know anything about the story? No, I just know he's stupid for doing that. He's suspended for six games for uh, violating the NFL's policy on performance enhancing substances. Uh, He's in his fifth year option and he's back in Houston for 2021. Right here, ESPN is reporting. Uh Mr. Watson, his quarterback, has been uh, coming out with comments saying that it's uh, very important that they re-sign Fuller, who's going to be in a free agent this offseason, and he's trying to work on uh, the contract to come back. This isn't the best look for him. Once again, Will Fuller, he's been great coming out of Notre Dame. Mr. Fighting Irish can't stay uh, injury-free, always with the injury bug, but what would you do if you were in the Texan situation, Mike? I don't his know. Quarterback, just... He's my quarterback, man. His quarterback. <laughs> I know. His I mean, quarterback you already got wants him, man. You already got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, and now you lose Will Fuller for the rest of the year. Like, do you just end up like just getting rid of him too? I don't know. I think they're gonna make the smart decision and you know hopefully get his ass in line. But yeah, that's that's not a good look. And speaking of smart decisions, did uh, Seattle make a smart decision when they uh, drafted DK Metcalf? That guy seems to be. On the up and up every game, he seems to be one of the up and coming receivers. I think he's coming out of Ole Miss. And, dude, this guy, I he's got a great quarterback to throw to him. He's got speed, as we all know. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be he's looking like the future uh, little star of the wide receiving core of the NFL, Mike. Yeah, I can tell you this. DK Metcalf was not picked in our fantasy league, maybe top 20. Definitely not top 10. He's got over 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns in 11 games. Amazing. He's a beast. So that's the difference because I could tell that maybe a lot of you guys in the league of uh, mediocre douchebags probably don't watch a lot of college football because if you would have known, he was paired up with uh, the other receiver that I believe is in Tennessee right now, right? And A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, Brown and D.K. Metcalf, they were both on the same receiving core as uh, in Ole Miss, I believe. But going forward, Mark, to week 13, do you have any picks for the TCB fans who want to get into a little bit of gambling this weekend? If you're trying to gamble, I'll be taking the Raiders minus eight. 
the New York Jets are in shambles. They're losing for Lawrence, even though they got uh, USC's finest. But uh, Mr. Darnold, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't see them trading the pick. I see them getting Lawrence. And, uh, yeah, you're going to get traded, brother. So <laughs> take the <laughs> take the Raiders. Take Denver Broncos plus 14. It's an ugly pick. You guys aren't going to like it. Uh, call me a fool on episode 91, Mike. But, uh, yeah. That's who I'm going to be looking at. If I can get Tennessee under that six, I'll be looking at that as well. I think I'd like the Rams to continue to struggle on offense, and I like the Cardinals at home at a plus three. Because those division games are always close. That's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I like the Cardinals. Well, obviously... Obviously. Okay, dude. So we got some EPL. We got some Champions League. Let's get into a little bit of soccer talk as we round out the uh, sports section. Soccer talk. What do you want to say, Mike? Shoot. Uh, so, today, so, your Manchester United lose one to three in uh, mm-hmm. at home against Saint-Germain. They lose one to three against PSG, Mike. Your thoughts, your team, your Red Devils. Uh, well, even though they even though they lost by two, they're still in first place in their group with nine points. Three teams have nine points: Man U, PSG, and RB Leipzig. Um, but Man U has the plus six goal differential. So I think that one game, I forgot, who, I forgot who was it against, but they like scored five or six goals or whatever, and that's it's helping them. And we said that like two or three, four weeks ago that I said that Manchester United, it's going to come down to that goal differential. Yeah. And I think that, um, have they, are they, have they advanced? Are they advanced to the round of 16? I know Liverpool has advanced to the round of 16. I know that, uh, Manchester United, Chelsea has advanced. Uh, let me see here. Manchester United. Oh, wow. That's a close what? race. No, I know, because like they can legit like still lose, I think, right? So Barca, Juve, they're advanced. Uh, Barisia and Lazio are gonna advance. Oh, Fred Chelsea, got a red card. Chelsea, huh? Fred got a red card too. I didn't know that. Chelsea and Sevilla will advance. Liverpool has advanced. I think that Ajax still has a chance versus Antalanta. And uh, Manchester City and Porto will advance in Group C. If you go to Group B, uh, Shakhtar is looking like they have a chance of advancing over Real Madrid. And you got Borussia Mönchengladbach. <laughs> I don't even know what I just said, but they got eight points in the first place in Group B. This is for Champions League guys. And Bayern Munich is on a tear again, man, with uh, first place. Mm-hmm. In their group A, 13 points, Atletico Madrid, six. And it's looking like those will be the two advancers in that group. Who do you like, Mike? Um, Tell you what, bro. Uh, Tuesday, December 8th, so next week, um, Manchester United plays the RB Leipzig. They're the other team with nine points besides PSG. So it looks like with the goal differential, as long as Man U does not lose that game, they're good to go. I mean, if they do lose, then they have to hope that PSG loses. But yeah, I think they just need to, need to take care of business and at least tie RB Leipzig to advance to the round of 16. And and that's a actually it's a real fun group. We actually said that, pointed it out when that when the drawing came out and whatnot. But it's lived up to the promise, right? Three teams with nine points, and yeah, it's gonna be fun if you uh, 
I, I love soccer, man. I love how you have mm-hmm. to, you how you have to just how the managers really have to. There's so many players, and I'm always talking about how Liverpool, they just keep, like, loading up and whatnot. But you see with all their injuries now, there's a reason why they do it. Because with all these games, when you get deep to playing all these games, you need guys coming off the bench. You need fresh legs, especially with injuries and whatnot. So, um, Mike, who do you like? You got Bayern Munich again, your favorite to win the UEFA Champions League 2021 season at almost three to one. Manchester City coming in at four to one. My beloved Reds, Liverpool, six to one. PSG, 10 to one. Barcelona, 14 to one. Chelsea, 16 to one. Juve, 18. Atletico, 22. Borussia, 20. And your Manchester United. I can't get past. Bayern Munich or Liverpool? But no, I fact I I, 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 I beg know. to differ. I think I it's know. I beg to differ. I think Bayern Munich City. is a monster right now. They're a monster. It's hard to win back to back seasons, but yes, they are a monster. Real True. Madrid has won, you know, three in a row. We all know that. But you Manchester City and their woes at four to one, I'd actually see that as bad value. I don't like that. I'd be getting if I was looking to bet Manchester City, you'd have to get me close to about double digits to one. I'd say at mm-hmm. Liverpool six to one I, with coming back from injuries, they probably aren't going. Obviously, they're not going to have Van Dyke back. They'll have Trent Alexander Arnold back, a couple of their key players back at six to one. If you shop around to different books, maybe even get them at seven or eight to one. I don't know if that's possible, but I can see Liverpool actually being a better bet than Manchester City coming in at four to one. Paris Saint-Germain, they want to do revenge after making the final last year and losing to Bayern. But Barcelona, they're on all types of shambles at 14 to one. I don't like that. Chelsea, they come strong, but I'd rather have Manchester United Mike at 20 to one. So I think that with these odds and I think that the way these teams are playing in this COVID year still, I think that uh, there's still a lot to be said. There's not, I wouldn't just write off Byron winning it two years in a row, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, there's still one more game in the, in the round of, you know, in the group stage and then we'll get into the, you know, juicy round of 16, but the English premier league, your Liverpool reds, they are no longer in first place. My friend, they are tied at with 21 points with Tottenham Hotspur, but Tottenham has the plus 12 goal differential. And look at this Manchester United. My red devils are in ninth place with 16 points, but they have a game in hand on all the other teams above them. And if they get one more win up to 19, that puts them into the champions league spot at fourth place behind Tottenham, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Look at that for the top for the big six back in the top four. Leicester city's in fourth place right now, followed by West Ham, Southampton, look at that, drops from like third place down to six within a matter of a week. Um, the Portuguese heavy wander, Wolverhampton Wanderers at seventh place. And then to round out the uh, relegation, you have Sheffield United, Burnley, and West Bromwich Albion are the bottom three in the EPL. Yeah, and I think that just like we mentioned with uh, Champions League, I think that the EPL is going to be wide open as well, Mike. I oh, think yeah. that... With the injuries that Liverpool has sustained, with the hangover from winning the championship last season, I think that there's going to be a lot to be said. Manchester United with the Cavani pickup, we all know how good Bruno Fernandes has been doing for them, the Portuguese superstar. 
and uh, their their counterparts as well from uh, Northwest England uh, that wear baby blue, the um, the the Carolina blue over there in Manchester mm-hmm. City at the Emirates, right? I think that they're going to have still something to say as well with the Red Devils and Chelsea, Tottenham. I love what uh, Jose Mourinho is doing with that team and how uh, the English league and that team has given him a chance to come back and kind of do what he does and give his little uh, his middle finger to everyone else that doesn't believe in in his style. But it yep. seems to be working. As you mentioned, they're tied with 21 points atop of the table with uh, the Reds. So let's see, man. The, the season is still young. We're not even at Boxing Day yet. So nope, I uh, you know what I mean? I think that once we get to Boxing Day and once we turn the clock over to 2021, I think that. Things are going to start coming together. Injuries are going to play a bigger part. Um, I think that there's still uh, time for uh, the, the the window for uh, transfers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be crazy. I, I'm excited. Soccer is dear to my heart. Uh, NASCAR and football are probably my top three that I'd love to watch every single weekend. So I let's mean- see, man. Uh, I love what I'm I, I, I love what I'm seeing out of uh, I- out of the EPL. So I, I agree with you on like the sports, you know, you know, I love soccer right now. NASCAR is like, you know, between watching the sport and playing the video game right now, it's one of my favorite sports just overall right now. And it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's so new to me and fresh. Um, but I, 2020, like overall, it's just so hard to get super into any sport. I feel. And, and it has nothing. And it has nothing to do with like my team doing good or my team doing bad or anything. It's just it's it's hard with the things going on in the in the MLB with the COVID cases and of course the NFL. Um, I think an EPL game was suspended today, postponed because of of COVID case or whatever. It's just I don't know. It's just kind of hard to get there's, into there's, in, in any sport like fully. There's no consistency, but I'll tell you what there is consistency to. That's to the Wolverhampton Wanderers, Sean Steam. Uh, his Wolverhampton Wolves always sticking around. I look down at the table. What place are they in, Mike? Can you tell the fans? They are in seventh. Seventh place. Doesn't it seem like they end up in seventh place every damn? I mean, that's their lucky number seven. They just can't seem to get out of that damn spot. So we'll have more to talk about that with Sean next week. But nonetheless, guys, fans, uh, women out there. I know we got our footy fans out there that are females as well. Uh, especially in Finland, we might have a, uh, we got yes, a new sir. Mike, Mike going to share that later, but to all our fans out there, uh, yeah, soccer is a world love sport and we love it here at the comic bookies podcast. So enjoy it. Uh, and, uh, we got a Euro league and don't forget 2022, baby, Dubai, mm-hmm. uh, winter That's time. Right. So that's right. And you know what? I just saw a commercial for um, the Summer Olympics that's going to get finally done next in 2021. So that's pretty cool. And Um, and, and sorry, I I don't know. I can't. There's two pieces of notes that I have to mention before we leave soccer. Ronaldo nets his 750th career goal. That's insane. The GOAT. um, Shout out, Ronaldo. We love you. Forza Portugal. And (laughs) we can't we can't finish soccer without giving a RIP to uh, Diego Maradona, man. I don't know how we missed that. That's right. That's right. That's right. uh, There's so much soccer news lately, but Diego Maradona, 60 years old, I believe, uh, dead. 
World Cup, Argentina, uh, one of Napoli's finest that played for Italy. Uh, man, this guy is just a legend. Unfortunately, I'd have to say probably my last uh, vision of him really is him flipping off the Nigerian fans in the last World <laughs> Cup. From the That's stands. right. Oh, my God. It's hella funny. The guy's just uh, that guy was a class act, man. Uh, him and uh, Ray Ernie Clementine are kind of those two guys that you just uh, there you go. <laughs> you got to have them around, right? But uh, shout out uh, Diego Maradona, uh, rest in peace, brother. Uh, you will be loved for years and years and decades and centuries to come. You're uh, you'll never be forgotten. Yeah, so, so last. You know, little bit before we round out episode 90 in, in the sports section. Um, did you watch the whole Mike Tyson? I think you watched the whole thing. Watched it all. Yeah, you watched it all. But, man, Nate Robinson, he did not. Oh, he won't like that. <laughs> oh, dude. Won't like, like that. Like, 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 we are knocking out this podcast like Jake Paul did. <laughs> Nate Robinson. Hey! Dude. She. See, dude, and then but but all the hate he got hate from Steph Curry, he got hate from Stephen A. Smith, like everyone was hating on him. Like what the hell, man? Like of course he's an NBA player, he's not a boxer. Yes, of course Jake Paul's not a professional boxer, but he still trained every day for this fight. I mean, the, honestly, like I I couldn't beat Jake Paul in a boxing match. You know, like I'm not gonna go. Well, probably no, but I mean, like, dude, no. that, that was that was absolutely insane. Like, he just got dropped like a bad habit. Jesus. But you know, for all the hugging that they did, I'm glad that that fight ended up in a knockout. Because if you go on to the main event, which was later, shot out Nate Robinson. I mean, don't get it wrong. Don't don't get mad at the guy. Low, uh, Jake Paul. Uh, the problem child, <laughs> aka the problem the child, the Arizona looter. Uh, I'll, yeah, but I'll tell you what, he's from Ohio. He wrestled in high school. I've heard that this guy actually has some skill. So he's he's two and zero in his young professional career. Uh, Triller gave him the chance. He knocked out Nate. Nate isn't great, but you know what, the guy. Tried to do something in his post NBA career. He's like a two-time NBA Slam Dunk championship uh, champion at his height. So you know, uh, what what can you say, man? The guy ventured into a different space. It didn't work out for him. Uh, Nate was or Nate's a little bit smaller than Jake, but I mean, at the end of the day, what do we watch this for, guys? We watch this for entertainment, right? And by golly, I'd have to say that gave us entertainment. Far not just during the statement or not not just during the five minutes or whatever that Nate lasted, but we've been getting forever internet memes. We've been getting forever laughs. I mean, it's just a non-ending story now with this guy. So, shout out Nate, you're giving you're still giving us entertainment. So like the guy on the oh. skateboard uh, uh, that played uh that played the um. The, the Fleetwood Mac song. Fleetwood Mac, the Fleetwood, just like that guy. I mean, we're still laughing. So thank you, Nate. But congratulations, Jake Tyson. You won that fight. Oh, uh, yeah. Roy, Roy Jones was just gassed. But it was uh, entertainment. That's what we come for. But uh, yeah, it was yeah. fun. So thank you, uh, Mark. Episode 90 was fire again as usual. Uh, thank you to our new, hopefully consistent listener in Finland. One of my um, ancestors, 
Yep, one of my ancestors. You know, my if I look up ancestry.com, I got a little bit of Finnish in me. So, uh, thank you so much for to the one person, the guy or girl. Be, I call to her Biella. Down. Let me see, Biella. Right. Actually, you know what? No, I think Finnish. My last name, I think, is the one that's derived from Poland. I think it's on my dad's side. So the Finn, the, the Finnish, the Finnish and Scottish is on my mom's side, and the Polish is on my dad's side. So yeah, but that's it for episode 91. It was great. It was fun. We didn't have Sean this week, but he'll be back next week. But uh, Mark, take us away, bro. Yeah. So thank you, fans, for uh, having us back in your lives, having us uh, back in uh, the hour and a half that you guys decide to spend with us every week. Uh, we're here to just keep on creating content and having a. Uh, it's a little bit of fun with you guys and our ventures through these comic books, through these entertainment uh, and streaming and sports and gambling and money making and whatnot. But it's been fun. It's been real. Thank you. Catch us again at the comic bookies at gmail.com. Let us know what you guys think, how we're doing. Once again, the comments and the, all the reviews, the five star reviews on Apple Podcasts go far Drop us a, a review. Drop us five stars. Let us know. Interact with us at the Comic Bookies pretty much on every social media. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, enjoy uh, December. We got a couple more months to finish out this uh, horrid year. But it's been great because and all in all, we've grown. So thank you and thank you for continue growing with the Comic Bookies podcast fans. We love you. Well, thank you, Mark. And for uh, for yourself and for Sean, this has been Mike. This has been the Comic Boogies Podcast. Remember, don't forget to go grab your books over at Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. But this has been the Comic Boogies Podcast. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace the hell out. Have a great weekend. Bye. Always enjoy each other. And remember, get out there, keep a piece of Americana in your heart, and don't stop going to the movie theaters and eating that popcorn. Let's go. Wonder Woman 84, Christmas Day. Christmas Day.